Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. I'm so glad to share part of it with you, transcending time and space together with technology. <laughs> ah, so it's a, a beautiful sunny day here in Vermont, and uh, it's December 1st, and it seems like it might be 60 degrees in San insanity as far as the weather goes, but I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm grateful. So let us begin with a blessing like we always do. Taking a breath of love and gratitude, we anchor into our heart. We drop into our heart awareness and recognize, remember that the fullness of love is what we are. We are grateful and thankful to consciously attune to the high vibration of our holiness. We come together with the higher Holy Spirit self and partner up in order to recognize that we are perfect love and that is the only thing we're interested in sharing, in teaching, in demonstrating, in living and being. We are choosing to live the love and to broadcast it throughout the universe. We are grateful and thankful that our changing our mind about the world does bring immediate results in the world. We are grateful and thankful to do our part to bring forth a world of harmony and peace and joy and awakening for everyone. The awakening is on. It's unstoppable. And we are grateful to be able to play our part we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 One of the most important parts is to allow the prayer to unfold, to allow it to be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Yes. So today we're looking at guiltlessness and invulnerability. And, uh, I uh, was guided to this because right now uh, so many people feel very, very vulnerable. As I record this, the coronavirus is raging, political division is raging, and it's time for us to rise above the battlefield to not make the battle real, to not make any of it real. And you know, this is one of the challenging parts about A Course in Miracles. Let me just say, if you're new to A Course in Miracles, the fact that the world is an illusion, it's a projection of our minds, it, it can be challenging to wrap our minds around that, to even conceptualize it, because it's not how we've been trained. We've been trained to make Everything's so real, but when you get into actually living a course of miracles, really walking the talk, living the love, really doing it, uh, your willingness will bring the awareness into your mind. And that's a beautiful thing. So you don't have to really work for it, you, but you definitely have to be willing to know it, to recognize it, to see it and feel it. And that's the challenge for many people, is they say they're willing. But an act of willingness is not just words. An act of willingness is when you feel so separate from someone because there's been an argument, because there's been a death, because there's been a difference of opinion, because things are not what you thought they were, and you feel so separate, you feel helpless and hopeless, that in that moment you say, I am so willing to see this differently. Jesus, help me. 
angels, help me. I'm calling upon my inheritance. I'm calling upon the Mother, Father, God presence to walk with me and talk with me and teach me and show me. I am so willing to let go of my perspective. Pain is a wrong perspective, Lesson 190. I'm so willing to let that go. So grateful to say bye-bye to all belief in separation. And that's what it means to accept the atonement for ourselves. It's not just accepting the concept, because it's not a concept. It's accepting the reality that we are seeing with our mind and we've convinced ourselves that there is separation. I love to quote, I don't know if Michael Beckwith made it up or he got it from somebody else, but he would say, when you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see and you won't see what you do see. When you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see and you won't see what you do see. And that's a fact. It, because we are influenced by our beliefs. So this is why I always say, if it doesn't feel good, toss it out. Toss it out. Meaning the thought, the belief. Call upon the Holy Spirit to help you take out the trash in your mind. So let's look at this. Guiltlessness and invulnerability. We're in chapter 13, section 1, paragraph 1. Jesus tells us. Earlier, I said that the Holy Spirit shares the goal of all good teachers, whose ultimate aim is to make themselves unnecessary by teaching their pupils all they know. I love that, right? All good teachers. I know that's the truth for me in all the classes. And uh, I usually refer to my teaching as sharing. But that is absolutely my ultimate aim, to make myself unnecessary. By teaching all I know. The Holy Spirit wants only this, for sharing the Father's love for His Son. He seeks to remove all guilt from His mind, that He may remember His Father in peace. Peace and guilt are antithetical. So they're opposites. They're opposing thoughts. Peace and guilt are antithetical, and the Father can be remembered only in peace. Love and guilt cannot coexist, and to accept one is to deny the other. Guilt hides Christ from your sight, for it is the denial of the blamelessness of God's Son. So, we have a tendency to blame blame ourselves, we blame other people, we blame people for their poor decisions. We blame people for not thinking about things clearly, not thinking about other people and how they would feel. We blame people for their choices, on and on and on. Blame, blame, blame. What is the purpose of blame? To aggravate the unconscious guilt. So, think about this when you think about blame. Think of it as a weapon that the ego thought system has. We can pick up that weapon in the arsenal. Think of the entire ego thought system as an arsenal. And every thought in it is used for attack, for division, for separation. And so... If we blame another, if we attack another with our blame, with our accusations, with our unforgiveness, with our lack of compassion, with our resentment, with our hurt, if we attack another with our feelings and blame them for our feelings, 
what we're doing is we are saying they are guilty of hurting me. Now, fundamentally, if we're willing to accept these teachings as truth, we must take responsibility for our interpretation and the meaning we made of everything. I have given everything in this universe and all my experience on this street, in this room, in my mind, all the meaning that it has for me. Everything in this world is symbolic, and I decide what it represents. So, if I interpret something that anyone does in a negative way, I am activating that guilt pattern. Because, let's face it, if I attack someone and I blame them, and I yell at them, and I curse them, even if they're on television and I'll never meet them in my life, I am attacking them. And if I attack, I am attacked because I'm one with them. So in the cycle of blaming other people for my feelings, for getting triggered, I am attacking myself. I am bringing up that unconscious guilt, which in and of itself is not a bad thing because bringing it up, getting triggered, is actually bringing forth a healing opportunity. However, and this is the foundation of my Masterful Living course, my Finding Freedom Boot Camp, everything that I'm doing is that in this work of truly living A Course in Miracles, going way beyond studying it to fully embodying it, fully walking the talk, in that space of doing that, we can stop learning through pain. It takes most people a while to get the hang of it. But we really can stop learning through pain. It took me a few years to really get that and figure that out. But we, and this is the promise of A Course in Miracles. I've shared about that in this podcast and so many other platforms. I feel like a million times. We do not have to learn through pain. We can learn through joy. It's easier and it saves so much time. Because when we take the trash out of our mind, when we allow the trash to be removed from our mind, when we're in that relationship with spirit, which we, we're reluctant to really be connected with spirit because of the unconscious guilt, we do not feel worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And so we feel like we have to do the healing ourselves. And that's the slow drip method. That is learning through our experiences. Learning through the contrast between what is loving and what is painful. It's the slow drip method. And we, Course in Miracles students, are here to fast track the healing of the mind for all humanity. So we do have to be willing to recognize that that person that I would like to blame for my feelings, for my sense of loss, for whatever it is, they are one with me. And so there's not going to be any growth, not going to be any movement or healing, or transformation in my consciousness if I do that. If I blame them, I will not get any growth out of it. Now, many spiritual students, in theory, they're in it for the growth. 
So here's where the willingness comes in. Are you willing to actually live your life in a way that is highly productive for your growth? Or are you going to keep choosing the slow drip method? We just had Thanksgiving last week and my birthday on the weekend uh, just a few days ago. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people who sent me birthday wishes and birthday gifts. It means a lot to me, a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your love and your support. It means so much to me. Uh, my my beautiful team of counselors, they sent out an email, email and let people know that uh, I, I moved into a house. First time I've had a home uh, in years. And um, when the last time I had a home, I knew I was going to be leaving it for a long time. So I donated all my furnishings to the Goodwill. And uh, so now I'm in many ways starting from scratch. And so... Your, your, your uh, gifts of money and support and love uh, mean a lot to me and are going to help me to begin to furnish this house. So, thinking about Thanksgiving and my birthday, as I've shared, I've had some really some of the worst times in my life around Thanksgiving and birthday and Christmas because of the meaning I made of things because of the interpretation I made of things that happened or didn't happen. And so many times I went to visit my family expecting to be disappointed, expecting to be hurt. And boy, those expectations will be met. Because when there is a strong belief that we are not worthy and we are not good enough and we are unlovable, we are going to see it everywhere playing out that's the slow drip method so I felt so deeply crushed and wounded so many times I really moved into the place where I just couldn't stand it anymore and uh, I think I felt like Helen and Bill there must be a better way has to be a better way and there is there's an easier way, there's a faster way, there's a fun way, and we are entitled to it. In fact, it helps everyone if we can get with that program as quick as we can and give up learning through punishment, learning through blame. So this is what Jesus is telling us here, that the Father can be remembered only in peace. Love and guilt cannot coexist, and to accept one is to deny the other. So when we have a sense of feeling guilt, which I, I really have so little of anymore, and I'm so grateful, because I never thought that was possible. I really didn't, but I just decided to go for it anyway. Let's see what God can do. Not what I could do, but what God could do if I was willing so when there's a feeling of guilt, we can turn it over to spirit and say, truly, I'm willing to learn through joy. I do not need this guilt. I am guiltless. I am guiltless. And so is everyone else. For me, that was the thing that helped me the most, was saying they are not guilty. No one is guilty. No matter what it looks like they've done, everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions. I accept my good. Paragraph 2 here, again, chapter 13, section 1. In the strange world that you have made, the Son of God, that's what humanity is, has sinned. How could you see him then? So how can we see our brothers and sisters? How can we see the true Son of God if we believe that 
he, she has sinned. We can't. We are seeing only our projection, the sinner. By making him invisible, our brothers and sisters, by making them invisible, the world of retribution rose in the black cloud of guilt that you accepted and you hold it dear. For the blamelessness of Christ is the proof that the ego never was and never can be. Without guilt, the ego has no life, and God's Son is without guilt. Guilt is the illusion. Guilt is the illusion. So how do we give up the guilt? Again, our willingness. When there's a feeling of guilt, I'm willing to give this up to the Holy Spirit for healing. Not so complicated. I am willing to give it up to the Holy Spirit for healing. I do not need this guilt. And I do not need to blame anybody else and make them feel guilty. I've said it before, but it's one of the things that people just naturally do. It's um, somebody goes to the store, gets a bunch of things, and you ask them for one thing. Did you... Did you get the, um, I don't know, pumpkin pie stuff? What? Oh, I forgot. Oh, come on. I asked you for one thing. Just one thing. You see, just not important to you. That's what the problem is here. You just don't care about me, right? That little sequence. First, project the guilt out. And then I feel bad, right? So it's you're bad, projecting it out. You're bad. You don't love me. Boom. All that pain and suffering is just triggered in a minute. Did you get the stuff for the pie? Oh, no, I forgot. Hey, no worries. I forget things too. Don't worry about it. Do you have time to go back to the store? Should I go? Can somebody else go? How can we handle this? There's no reason to be upset unless we'd like to trigger the unconscious guilt. So, yeah, the unconscious guilt is getting triggered. It's not a bad thing. Make it a helpful thing. Holy Spirit, whoa, I'm so triggered right now. Now is the perfect time for me to have a healing. It's like... If you've got, you know how a surgeon, when they're doing surgery on somebody, they're trying, they're looking for something sometimes, and it's hard to find. Well, when the guilt is triggered, when the pain is triggered, when the upset, when that all is happening, it's like, oh, can get in there with a laser beam and cut it out. Because that's when we are so aware there's time for us to be willing. But if we just fall down the hole, just if we just fall down that hole of they don't really love me, all that stuff, going back into those patterns, we're energizing them, we're inflaming them, we're validating them when we could be healing them. That's the work that we're to do if we're living A Course of Miracles. As you look upon yourself and judge what you do honestly, you may be tempted to wonder how you can be guiltless, right? When you're resentful and attacking and blaming, how could you possibly be guiltless? What? That doesn't make sense. He says, yet consider this. You are not guiltless in time but in eternity. Aha! You have sinned, sins is in quotes, in the past, but there is no past. Aha! Always has no direction. So infinite, eternal, always has no direction. The past seems like it has a direction. Time seems to go in one direction, but When you reach its end, it will roll up like a long carpet spread along the past behind you and will disappear. 
As long as you believe the Son of God is guilty, you will walk along this carpet believing that it leads to death, and the journey will seem long and cruel and senseless, for so it is. And we can get off that carpet and learn through joy. Yes, we can. (laughs) It's so exciting to me. I really... It's like, there is a way out of hell. Yes, we can do it. And we are already free. Mm. It's almost time for me to take a break here. So I'd just like to share before we go to the break that Mass for Living registration is open. If you sign up right away, you can get my Undoing Unworthiness class as a free bonus. We've got more bonuses. Get the bonuses. Sign up for Masterful Living now and join us now. We've got good stuff going on. All the details at jenniferhadley.com. I am Jennifer Hadley, and (laughs) you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. I love saying that. And we're back. (laughs) Hey, I'd like to ask a favor of you, and that is if you appreciate and enjoy this podcast, I would like to invite you to support us. You can make a donation. Today is Giving Tuesday. You can go to livingacourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com and make a tax-deductible contribution to support this podcast and all of our Many, many free offerings, including the free Course in Miracles app and the free classes and on and on. So thank you to all those who have donated. And if you would like to go an extra mile, you can also make a monthly repeating contribution. And if you'd like to go another extra mile, you can write a review wherever you're picking up this podcast from. If you write a review there, that will help more people to see it. And since it's free and people find it helpful, that's a way to pay it forward. And thank you. So we're diving in deeply here to the guiltlessness and the invulnerability. And I'd like to read this last paragraph again. It's so rich. So it's chapter 13, section 1, which is entitled uh, Guiltlessness and Invulnerability. And paragraph 3 says, As you look upon yourself and judge what you do honestly, you may be tempted to wonder how you can be guiltless. Yet, consider this, you are not guiltless in time, but in eternity. You have sinned, and that's in quotes, in the past, but there is no past. So this is foundational to A Course of Miracles. Time and space is an illusion. All the great mystical teachings uh, acknowledge that time and space is an illusion, and that what we're experiencing is, as some call the dream of Maya, it, it is an illusion. It is a projection. And it does seem like there's a, a future and a past. But in our spiritual reality, there is only now. There is no past. And so, if there is no past, how could we be guilty of having been a sinner? doesn't make sense if the past does not exist. Now, as I said at the beginning, some of these things feel like I don't know how to understand that. That's not your job. That's not your job, man. So (laughs) um, Jesus tells us in the workbook that we don't have to understand the workbook. We just do the lessons. Leave the understanding up to him. Because underneath... All of our attachments to our crazy thinking, all of our attachments 
to our false beliefs. Underneath that is our pure, pristine awareness, which has not been sullied, has not been damaged, cannot be corrupted. So we can let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Our our willingness is all that's required. Our willingness is all that is required. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like the, the greatest get out of jail free ever if we are willing. Our willingness is all that is required. So he says here, Time seems to go in one direction, but when you reach its end, it will roll up like a long carpet spread along the past behind you and will disappear. The disappearance of the universe. As long as you believe the Son of God is guilty, you will walk along this carpet believing that it leads to death. And... The journey will seem long and cruel and senseless, for so it is. Now, I don't know about you, but I used to sit around feeling that this world is hell. It's cruel. It is senseless. It was so confusing to me. OMG. I especially remember when I was a teenager, when, even when I was a kid in my 20s, I felt so confused all the time. I'm a smart person, but this world had me confused. It seemed so senseless and crazy. And my own behaviors and choices and thoughts and actions and beliefs were crazy making to me. It just was so challenging for me. And that's the truth for many people. The way out of all that confusion and the craziness and the senselessness and the despair is to do these practices. That's the way out. And it works. It works. In Masterful Living class yesterday, uh, we had a beautiful participant who's been in class with me for many years uh, who began with so much pain, so much sorrow, so much anger, so much despair, physical illness, and with her practice, she is now helping and supporting others move out of their physical illness, their physical pain. She is applying these tools. She is applying these lessons. She is living it. And her whole life is transformed by the renewing of her mind. She was depressed for decades. She does not feel depressed anymore. She might have moments. We all have moments. That's different than depression. Depression is you really don't want to get out of the bed. You really don't want to live your life. It seems pointless and hopeless and filled with despair. I, I, I tell you, I feel like I just like to attract everyone who feels that way because I know these tools, these lessons, these teachings work when you are rigorous about applying them. And that is so different from studying them. It is so different from studying them. So different. He says here, paragraph 4 now, The journey the Son of God has set himself is useless indeed. But the journey on which his Father sets him is one of release and joy. The father is not cruel, and his son cannot hurt himself. This, this to me is a huge relief, and I do see it's true now that all the wounding that I thought I had, and it was a lot, it's, it wasn't real. It wasn't real. It was an illusion in my mind, and I kept energizing it investing in it, elaborating on it, making it so, so real. And I got to a point where I said to the Holy Spirit a number of times, all the painful memories from the past that I have made 
I don't need them anymore. I don't want them anymore. I don't have an interest in being unhappy or sad anymore. I'm willing to give it all up. So please take these memories out of my mind so I never think them again. Let me only keep the memories that I can use to be helpful in telling stories and sharing with other people. Otherwise, don't need it. Take out the trash, please. And it's wonderful. It's so liberating. I have room for other things now. (laughs) He goes on to say, um, the retaliation that he fears, the Son of God, the retaliation that he fears and that he sees will never touch him. For although he believes in it, the Holy Spirit knows it is not true, right? So this guilt, the unconscious guilt, the fear of retribution, never going to touch us. Ha, ha, ha. Never going to touch us. The Holy Spirit stands at the end of time where you must be because he is with you. He has already undone everything unworthy of the Son of God. For such was his mission given him by God. And what God gives has always been. So we have been given eternal love, eternal peace, eternal joy, eternal freedom, eternal wisdom, eternal abundance, eternal prosperity, eternal wholeness, eternal harmony, eternal clarity. All the spiritual qualities of God have been given to us. Seek first the kingdom which is within And everything will be added unto you because it's already been given. Jesus says in the Course, ask and it is given because it already has been given. Now, the other thing that Jesus teaches us in the Course that's really challenging to comprehend is that everything's already happened and it's like we're watching it on DV. It's We're watching it in our mind. It's already occurred. We're reliving it in our mind. It's hard to understand. That's why I think the, the movie The Matrix is so helpful for people to see. It kind of gives you some clues. Holy Spirit giving you some clues through the movies, as is often the case. So uh, I, I remember asking, I, I mentioned this from time to time, I think it was my second episode of the podcast, which if you're on iTunes, you need to get the A Course in Miracles archive podcast. You need to have both podcasts uh, in order to get the complete set um, of 470 episodes or something like that. Uh, Second episode was, I, I believe, Ken Wapnick, and I asked him, Ken, how do you explain the oneness of all life? He said, oh, Jennifer. People don't can't get it. It did. Don't even try. I don't even try. I was like, oh, okay. So, some things we're we're simply not going to be able to comprehend it through cogitation, through thinking, through trying to figure it out. And this, to me, is one of the key key learnings I've had from A Course in Miracles, because my mind can be so analytical. I was talking about this in my free uh, worthiness workshop last weekend. You can get the replay. It was really good, if I do say so myself. People brought so much love to it. It was really juicy. Called Worthiness Workshop. Go to the events page, jenniferhadley.com. Sign up for it. You'll get the replay. One of the key learnings that I've had is that if we're trying to understand something, we're laboring in vain because our mind is the mind of God. Our life is the life of God. Our heart is the heart of God. Our hand is the very hand of God in this world. God works through us and as us because we are part of God, inseparable. And so this is the thing for us to remember. If we're trying to comprehend things and understand them and we're thinking about them and pondering them and trying to decipher, 
We've forgotten that our mind is the mind of God, and everything that is known is known in the mind of God. And so I've learned, because I used to, oh, I used to try and figure everything out all the time. And especially I tr- used to try and figure out, what what are they thinking? Why are they doing that? What are they feeling? What's going on with them? Or my own feelings, right? Remember I said how confused I was all the time? So it it's that habit of trying to understand things. Why do I need to understand everything? Why, do, why am I trying to make sense of everything? It's really, for me, it used to be so that I wouldn't be frightened all the time. I'd have a clue to what the heck was going on with people, with places, with things, with whatever. And so I thought that knowledge and information would be helpful to me. So reading and studying books and trying to keep up with the news and all of that was, was something that I was doing because I was trying to get the information to help me understand things. But what I learned through my practice of A Course in Miracles is drop that. That is a waste of time. If you don't know what's going on and you're trying to understand it, you're in alignment with the ego because the ego doesn't understand anything. The ego is a wrong perspective. And so just align with spirit and say, hey, I'd like to know about this. I'd like to know what's going on. I'd, and and really, God does work with us on a need-to-know basis. So if I don't know it, I must not need to know it, or I'm blocking the knowledge. So if I think I might be blocking the knowledge, I say, Spirit, I'd like to know what's going on here. I'd like to know whatever I need to know to be truly helpful here. Boom. Done. Moving on. Not wasting time doing that. So, because uh, we, it's, even though that we're infinite, eternal beings, we can not use our time wisely. Right? We can go round and round in circles on a ham- hamster wheel. Been there, done that. The view never changes. <laughs> um, so let's drop down to paragraph five here. You will see me as you learn the Son of God is guiltless. He has always sought his guiltlessness. And he has found it. For everyone is seeking to escape from the prison he has made. And the way to find release is not denied him. When, when Jesus says things like this, I, I take it very literally. For everyone is seeking to escape from the prison he has made. Everyone. So when you see someone struggling, you see someone's angry or hurt or afraid, know that they are like the butterfly struggling to get out of the cocoon. They are seeking to escape from the prison he has made, right? The butterfly made the cocoon. We made our prison. And the way to find release is not going to be denied us. Ask and it is given because it already has been given. Then he says, being in him, he has found it. See, it's already there. It's pre-installed. We're pre-approved. Look within. Being in him, he has found it. So we've already found the kingdom. Right? It's in us. It's, it's already there. But we have to pay attention to it. One of the things uh, Jesus tells us in the, in the text, I don't remember where, He tells us that our heart is God's altar, and we've got all kinds of false idols cluttering up the altar. And that's that's the trash we need to take out, all those false idols. So as I often say, we don't have to give up the things we love, we just have to give up our attachment to them, worshiping them as false idols. The special relationships... The things that we think complete us, but we're already complete. They don't complete us. They just make us feel we're incomplete. Or 
when he finds, when we find that everything is within us, it is only a matter of time. And time is but an illusion. In other words, we don't have to wait. For the Son of God is guiltless now, and the brightness of his purity shines untouched forever in God's mind. Makes me want to cry. I'm so grateful. God's Son will always be as he was created, perfect, holy, and free. Deny your world and judge him not, for his eternal guiltlessness is in the mind of his Father and protects him forever. Oh my God, it's just so good. It's so good. I'm going to read this whole paragraph again and just and just read it in its entirety without comment because it's so freaking good. All right, he says here, You will see me as you learn the Son of God is guiltless. He has always sought his guiltlessness and he has found it. For everyone is seeking to escape from the prison he has made, and the way to find release is not denied him. Being in him, he has found it. When he finds it is only a matter of time, and time is but an illusion. For the Son of God is guiltless now, and the brightness of his purity shines untouched forever in God's mind. God's Son will always be as he was created. Deny your world and judge him not, for his eternal guiltlessness is in the mind of his Father and protects him forever. Forever and ever. So, if we're attacking our brothers and sisters if we're attacking ourselves, if we're condemning our brothers and sisters, if we're being offended by, hurt by the things that are happening in this world, we do not know that everyone in this world, everyone, everyone, is guiltless in the mind of his Father. And that guiltlessness protects him forever. And the only one that we can really hurt with our attack thoughts is ourselves. It just delays our reaching the end of that carpet. And it keeps us on that carpet of pain and suffering. What did Jesus say here? Long and cruel and senseless journey. That's what our attack thoughts due to our experience in this world. And I would say, in a sense, I I feel like, for me, it was doubly, doubly painful because deep down I knew that I was part of the crew who said, I'm going to answer that call to bring forth the new heaven and the new earth. Oh, my God, I would love to do that. Can I? Oh, I want to get on that team. Please, 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 let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. And so now I can see that when I was actually embodying senseless and cruel uh, behavior and attitudes and thoughts, that it was my perfect training for how to unwind that, how to disconnect from it, how to get away from it, how to leave it behind forever. And because I was so immersed in that cruelty, that senselessness, that pain and suffering, I have a clear perspective on it. It wasn't easy for me. It was hard for me to get out of that mindset. And now I'd like to make it really easy for everybody else And I have such a fire about it because I was so unhappy. And so everything works together for good and there are no exceptions. No exceptions. You know what I would like to do? This is so good. 
I think uh, to finish this next week, this section, yes, part two. And uh, one of the things that I can say is so valuable for us is to begin to take every moment of every day as an opportunity to get leverage, to give spirit leverage and to decrease the strength of the ego and to make that a real active practice. That's what I did. And so one of the things I started to do was really to claim victory. So in the scenario I gave earlier about somebody comes home from the store and you're like, did you get the stuff for the pumpkin pie? Ah, I forgot. And then I'd see the road diverged in the wood, right? I can go to the left, I can go to the right, I can go towards love, I can go towards the light. Or... I can go towards the darkness and the long, cruel, dark road. What will I choose? And so I used to stand there at those crossroads again and again and again, a billion times standing at the crossroads. What will she choose? And I learned that there's only one road that has joy on it and has bonus learning, and all kinds of things that save time spent in suffering. And that is the road of love and kindness and compassion. Even though I learned that, I didn't always choose it. So then I had to forgive myself for not choosing what I knew was the better way. And that's life. That's life in the God lane. I'd like to thank you for spending time with me today. I sure have enjoyed spending time with you. Let us pray. So grateful and thankful that the love of God shines in our hearts and minds eternally. We're in a partnership with the Holy Spirit and we're blessing the whole world. We are grateful to share the benefits with all. We let the healing be and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.